On Shabbos, we read where Balak, the king of Moab, is in morbid fear of Klai Israel. So he summons the renowned sorcerer Bilam to curse them. While en route, Amalek blacks the path of Bilam's donkey. Unable to contain his frustration, Bilam strikes the donkey each time it stops or tries to detour. Then a tremendous miracle occurs. The donkey opens its mouth and starts questioning Bilam. What have I done wrong to you that you hit me three times, she asked. Then something incredible happens. Rather than Bilam being in total shock by the sight of his donkey talking, Bilam actually engages in conversation with the donkey. Can you imagine? You get into your car in the morning, you need to get to work, you have an important business meeting, you try to start your car and it wouldn't start. You bang on the dashboard and you scream out in frustration. Why are you doing this to me? I put in enough gas, I just changed the oil, why aren't you starting? Then all of a sudden the car talks back to you. Yankel, you didn't daven yet. You didn't even take your talisman filling along with you. Would you respond to your car? Would you call an Uber and go to work? Or would you say it's a sign from above? Hashem is talking to me. Okay, God, I got it. And you go back into your house, grab your talisman fill and go to shul. Bilam was a smart man. He was a prophet. Chazal say he was the equal to Moshe Rabbeinu by the Umas Oilam. So how could have he been so oblivious to Hashem's message? Towards the end of the parsha, when the whole ordeal was over, the Pasik says, Bilam arose, he went and returned home. Why is that relevant information? What is the Torah trying to teach us here? So one saw a beautiful idea from Chaim Shmulevitz. He says, Chazal say, At the splitting of the Yamsuf, even a maidservant was able to perceive of the divine, what the Novi Yecheskel couldn't grasp with his prophecy. As from Chaim Shmulevitz, if a maidservant was capable of such clarity, if the Shivcha experienced such a powerful revelation of Hashem, why refer to her as a Shivcha? Why don't we know anything about her? Why don't we know of any Navi called Shivcha? We know of Yecheskel, we have a Sefer Yecheskel, but we don't know anything about the Shivcha. What's her name? What was her prophecy? Rav Chaim Shulevitz gave his classic answer. Valzi is geblibna Shivcha. Because she remained the maidservant. If a person doesn't commit to allowing that watershed moment to change their perception, they will remain completely unchanged, no matter how great the experience was. In order to maintain that level of divine presence, we have to concretize it into something physical. At Kriyas Yamsuf, Klal Yisrael exclaimed in unison, Ze keli vanvehu. The explanation of Anveyu is, I will build a Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash is the place of Ashra HaShchina, a dwelling place for Hashem. The Eden said, the best way for us to remember this once in a world history seminal moment is by building a home for the Shechina, a place where we can constantly go and regain this unbelievable connection and closeness to Hashem, a place where His presence will always be visible. Bilam was like that lowly maidservant. He gets a direct message from Hashem, a once in a 6,000 year event, and he drops the ball. He gets into an argument with the donkey. The Pasik says, Vayokam Bilam, Vayoshev Bilam returned home the very same wicked person that he was when he left the curse Ka Israel. He didn't change in any way. We find a similar expression by Lavan. 
When Lovin separated from Yaakov Avinu after Yaakov worked for him for 20 years, the Pasik says, Vayoshev Lovin Bemkoimai. The Meshach Chachma explains that Lovin, after being in the presence of this great Sadik for 20 years, returned exactly to the same person he was previously, the very same Russia he was before he met Yaakov. He didn't change in any way for the better. He didn't improve one iota in those 20 years. There's a story told about a man by the name of Ari that lived in Eretz Israel. One day, while walking down the street in Yerushalayim, he spots his irreligious co-worker passing by a construction site across the street. As he watches in horror, a 10-story high scaffolding suddenly gives way and collapses. There are huge metal beams and heavy wooden planks flying everywhere. He covers his eyes and braces for the worst. But to his amazement and wonder, his friend emerges from the rubble alive and unscathed. Ari thinks to himself, after experiencing such open miracles, my co-worker will definitely turn his life around and become more observant. However, to Ari's great disappointment, it's business as usual for his co-worker. He didn't even dive München that day. He ate in a non-kosher restaurant that evening. He didn't even put on film the next morning. It was as if this incident never occurred. Ari was beside himself. So he decided to travel to Bnei Barak and ask Reb Chaim Kanievsky, how is it possible for such a life-changing event, such open miracles to happen to a person and that has absolutely no impact on him? Reb Chaim explained, Hashem implanted within the human psyche that we don't automatically get spoiled by miraculous events. Sometimes we might feel inspired for a few days or even a few weeks, but unless we make a conscious decision to turn those feelings into actions, the miracles will slowly fade into the background and we tend to fall right back into our old routines and habits. Even life-changing events can totally slip beneath our radar. Even in the unlikely event, our car would talk back to us. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.